Hello, my name is Anna, and I'm the host of the Nameless Podcast. And in this second episode, I got to chat with Julia Fragnito, who's the data scientist at Yego. Yego is a Barcelona-based startup. It's basically an electric scooter sharing app. So you open up the app, you find a scooter, you drive to wherever you need to go, and then you drop it off. And at the moment, they're based in Barcelona, Valencia, and Bordeaux. If you live in Barcelona, you'll almost definitely have seen them. They're those green turquoise scooters all around town. So in the first half of this episode, we talk mainly about Julia's journey from studying a bachelor's in mathematics in Rome to then how she ended up being the data scientist at Yego. And then in the second half of the episode, we talk about her projects that she's doing at Yego and all the interesting data science puzzles that she's solving there. So yeah, it was great. We laugh a lot um, and I hope you guys enjoy. Okay, cool. <laughs> all right, so Julia. Hi. <laughs> uh, thank you for coming. Thank you for inviting me. Um, let me start with my first question. So tell us a bit about yourself. Where are you from? All right. Um, I come from Italy in, in the south. Actually, half of my family is from Naples. The other half of my family is from another town called Benevento in the middle of mountains. So when I say to people, I come from south of Italy, people think about, oh, wow, amazing beaches. No, I come from a valley where there's always fog. And yeah, this is <laughs> basically where I come from. Okay. And um, and then when I was 18, I finished my, my studies. And then I really wanted, I felt like I have to move away. And so I decided to go to Rome and I fell in love with Rome for uh, for three years during my bachelor. I thought this is the place where I want to be, definitely. And what happened is that then after my bachelor, uh, I had a kind of gap time because I wasn't sure about my path. I wasn't sure I really wanted to study or if I wanted to keep studying what I was studying, that I would keep like a surprise. <laughs> so I went to England and then then um, I was working as a waitress, so I was really enjoying it, but I thought it was just uh, really a gap, like that wasn't real life. I was just doing a job that I was enjoying because I really like having contact with people and food and I really loved my colleagues, but it was like, this is not my, this is not what I want to do. I like studying. So I decided to go back to Rome to study, to so I applied for a master, I did one year in Rome, and then I moved to the Netherlands because I really wanted to do this experience and also because I really wanted to study a little bit more in tech and, and also I wanted to study English. So I stayed there for one year and after one year I realized like, I really enjoyed the place but I thought this is not a place where I could settle my life because I felt I'm Italian so I felt like this like uh, the south of Europe was calling me. And I thought about Barcelona because I really wanted to learn Spanish and uh, just I didn't really feel like going back home. And there was also, so I won a grant to do like one year of my master's thesis abroad. So that's how I ended up in Barcelona. And uh, so after one year working at the university here, the UPC, uh, I went back to Italy to graduate and then I decided to come back to Barcelona to find a job. And that's how I ended up uh, working in Diego. 
<laughs> All right. So you you said that at 18, um, you did you know what you wanted to study? So your first degree is in mathematics, correct? Yes. Okay, great. When you were 18, did you know you want to study that? No. Okay, so tell me about kind of you at 17, 18, figuring out what you wanted to do after high school. Yes. So on one side, I have to say that um, my family is a really scientific family. So my mom was a math teacher. My my dad also really liked mathematics. So I always felt like I grew up knowing in a way I had the skills. And uh, but I really liked everything in my when I was studying. I mean, I really liked studying. So in Italy, you know, we study Latin. So I was really, I really loved uh, Latin literature, stuff like this, uh, art and everything. So um, I chose mathematics in a really random way. It was really spontaneous. Like on one side, I really like it. On the other side, I thought like. Um, in a really rational way, I thought maybe this is the future because um, so I have two. This is okay. I have two older sisters, mm-hmm. and uh, the first one graduated in two thousand and five. So she was basically looking for a job during the crisis, the economic crisis of two thousand and eight. Mm-hmm. She studied marketing, and in a way, I thought, okay, I want to do something. Where I, then, I mean, I want to study for five years, ten years, whatever, and then I would like to apply. I mean, I, I would like to find a job, you know. Mm-hmm. So I really saw the potential of studying mathematics. And then the third thing is that I really wanted to do something that no one wanted to do. <laughs> you wanted to be controversial you know, or go think, against the stream. I mean, this is something I thought about uh, later. I mean, now I know myself way better and I know that I, I really like to challenge myself. Mm-hmm. So learning new languages, trying new cultures, just even, I don't know, try different stuff to see, to push my limit and see if I can do it. Yeah. So the part of doing something that no one wants to do, that everyone hates, was really, really motivating me. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so two weeks before, uh, I, I applied for architecture, and then at the end, I just decided, okay, no, no, I'm going to do mathematics. <laughs> so it was two years, uh, two weeks before the beginning of uh, the start of the class. Mm-hmm. And and then, well, I ended up studying mathematics, and it was great. Uh, it was really surprising to me in a way because uh, if you think about mathematics, you think about numbers. I haven't seen any number for, I think, six months. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what? <laughs> it was. It's It's a lot about, I mean, I'm really happy about doing mathematics because this is something that you can really use in daily life. And I'm not talking about going to the supermarket and say, okay, if the bananas cost one euro <laughs> this is not about this it's just the the fact of recognizing the problem and then analyzing the problem and find a solution the things that you cannot have a solution if you don't have a problem if you don't know your enemy so this part of um i mean just uh see the problem and being familiar with a problem. This is something that I'm really applying in all my I mean daily life. So so yes, I mean it was super useful but 
then what happened in that my last exam I was really struggling with the exam so also it's really um, in Italy it's really uh, traditional let's say so during my first semester I did um, uh, a class of programming and I really like it also because I could see the, the result you know, when you're studying mathematics, a lot about theory, proof, theory, proof. And now I understand why we were studying so many proofs. It's not because you have to remember everything, just to um, train your brain to think in this way, to try to understand that if you can prove something, then it is true. It's not just about think. okay, I think it's true. Are you sure? Can you prove it? So, I mean, this is thinking in a mathematical way more than doing... Uh, competition really fast mm. so I really like programming because I could see the result I mean even just saying uh, hello world it is the very first uh, algorithm that everyone's write I was like wow I can write uh, hello world <laughs> so but still my bachelor was mathematics like pure mathematics so I had to do lots of theory lots of theory and I was uh, really uh, tired about it mathematics so that's why I after the bachelor I took one year gap and I went to England so that's what I told you before I worked like a waitress and it was great but then I thought okay I want I definitely want to go back to university and study and that's how I started uh, my master in applied mathematics so it was way more uh, programming and coding and it was way more interesting but still, in Italy, it was really, really, really traditional. So I thought, okay, I'm going to mm, join the Erasmus project and I'm going to move to the Netherlands. And it was really into tech. And uh, I had the opportunity to do uh, classes in the computer science department. So it was really flexible, really... You had lots of freedom to okay. choose whatever you want. Let me just take you back to graduating from your bachelor's degree and going on a gap year. So can you tell me a bit more about that gap year and exactly kind of maybe kind of what you did and how you later kind of think that led you into wanting to do that master's degree? Mm. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I graduated and I realized that I was just during the last three years, I live inside a department of mathematics. It was a great department, uh, since that is really small. I mean, it's it's kind of big for being a department of mathematics, but it was small because still there aren't so many people that want to study mathematics. So, <laughs> except for the curious few like yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you know, I mean, I I knew lots of people like me, so I. Um, I had my friends were there and also um, the environment in mathematics there are people that really liked what they're doing so also professors supervisor were really helping you and uh, sometimes it was just a family you know mm -hmm. really passionate people I yeah. guess mm -hmm. we were also doing like a Christmas party where people were uh, doing uh, um, this kind of party really nerdy but we were really into it um, I mean I really like it it was just one big nerdy family it was yeah. great okay <laughs> but then I realized oh my god I mean I just spent the three years of my life uh, with people that are studying the same that have my same age I mean there are so many things in the world that I, I might do and uh, this is really what I want to do and also I told you that even I mean I really like 
everything. I have lots of passion, lots of hobbies. So I thought, okay, I pick up mathematics because I w- really wanted to challenge myself. But maybe, maybe I mean, there are more, way more things that I want to do. So, so yeah. So I went to England and where really in England? In Brighton. Okay. I went to Brighton because I'm not. I mean, London was really scaring for me. My sister lived in London at that time. So I thought, no, 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 it's a, it's a chaos. And also when basically, well, summer was about to come. So I thought, okay, Brighton, it's it's amazing. And um, and I started working as a, as a waitress. And this was really helpful also because, I mean, culturally speaking, I think that England is way more open-minded than Italian in a way that in Italy, especially in the south, and I come from the south of Italy, um, so you you have to study. If you're a younger or young boy, if you're good studying, then you have to go to university. And once you get your degree, let's find a job and keep your job, and then find a, a man or a woman you want to marry. And this, I was like, oh my god! I mean, this is I never really realized how closed is worth everything until I went to England and I met so many people that just try like live different lives and I thought I can be one of this person so but at, at the same time I realized I I'm a kind of person who has to need a goal maybe because I like to challenge myself so I need like I'm not planning my life for years I don't know what I'm gonna be in three years but in three months I would like to be there doing this stuff and I was, I mean, definitely sure that I didn't want to um, be a waitress. So, because I mean, I, could, I didn't see myself doing this kind of job for the rest of my life. So I realized I really liked studying. And uh, the things that, really, um, that I really liked during my three years of bachelor was programming. And, and also this uh, tech world, it was really, like there's way more things that I could, do and also I could see at w- what point I didn't join the Erasmus pro- uh, project so I thought uh, I like traveling I like doing different experience um, I want to go abroad I like tech I like programming so why not apply mathematics okay. so um, I went back to Rome um, maybe because at one point I mean I'm really I wanted to go back home at one point and that's you know you feel like okay let's go and now I did this amazing experience uh, let's try to go back and uh, doing a kind of summary of the last month mm-hmm. so what after one year then I decided to okay no, this is enough I have to to go to the Netherlands okay so tell me a bit about this master's so this is a master's in applied mathematics applied mathematics at the same university that you did your bachelor's yeah, degree in Rome, in Rome. yeah what a great city. <laughs> Continue. Yeah, also, I mean, Rome, it's a, it's a great city. It's magical. It's, I love ancient cities like that. The thing oh. is, that, I mean, since I've been moving and moving and moving, I have the impression I can uh, settle my life in a city without thinking about moving again. But in Rome, it wasn't like this. I mean, I was like, I want to be here. I, I don't know, maybe because I was really naive and young, so I was still believing that you're going to choose one city and you're going to... You're gonna live here for the rest of your life, but it's not. So, um, so tell me about this masters. Um, what was it like? Um, so it was still kind of really okay. Uh, programming algorithm that the things I really wanted to do, but still lots of theory. And it was also really intense because in a way I wanted to program, 
And I thought, okay, I mean, I already did three years of Bachelor about pure mathematics. I, I, I'm enough. I mean, I, I get to know, uh, I know how to think in a mathematical way to being problem solver and everything. But now I want to uh, code. And so um, in Italy, I, I didn't have the opportunity to choose exams, classes for the other department. There was something that I mean, in the Netherlands I could do. And and so then I moved to the Netherlands and uh, and I did a lot of computer science classes. I mean, like a lot, a lot. So it was super interesting uh, how at the end I saw um, like machines or ar- algorithms at the end. It's all about human behavior, you know? You go stuff, is just going back and think in a different way. And um, so, yes, so after one year, uh, I really enjoyed the part of programming. So I definitely wanted, decided to do my thesis, my master thesis in a, in the computer science department, but also to go back to South, to South Europe. So, um, so just kept in touch. I just, um, I knew about this grant of the, um, uh, my university in Rome that was uh, just offering a grant to the best master thesis proposal to do this thesis abroad. So it was a bit messy, but at the end. Uh, so I started messaging uh, university and teachers and professors, presenting myself and uh, why I wanted to go to Barcelona, why I was a um, mathematician that I wanted to do uh, a thesis in computer science and what I've studied and everything. It really helped me to also to understand why am I going why did I did the switch? So I want to be a mathematician. I want to just program. So it really helped me. In other words, doing the application for the master's thesis helped you reflect yes. yourself on why you wanted to do this thing. Like Definitely. it helped you clarify it to yourself in order to communicate it then to others. Definitely. Also, okay. when you're applying for a job, I mean, it's always you have to write a cover letter and that you perfectly know that. You write your cover letter and you think, oh, do I want this job? This cover, I mean, if I will be a human resource uh, and I will read this cover letter, I wouldn't even call me. So maybe this is not... Sometimes I write cover letter and I think, no, maybe I shouldn't apply. I mean, I'm not I motivated. I guess if you can't convince yourself, then you're definitely not going to convince yeah. someone else or you're probably not going to convince someone else. Exactly. <laughs> so um, so uh, I got in touch with um, some teachers in the UPC. Mm-hmm. So, and it was about game theory. Okay, wait, let me quickly ask you, though. Why Barcelona? Wow, wow. I mean, there's many other cities in the south of Europe. I thought that I really deserve it, you know? I guess, um, in a way, I told you that I decided to study mathematics because I really like it, because I really wanted to challenge myself, but also because I really wanted to study something that mm, could, mm, could be useful in a way, you know? To find a job, then I went through England uh, because I want to practice my English, and then I went to the Netherlands because I want to uh, study um, in the computer science department because I want to program more because I want to study in English, and then I thought, okay, maybe it's my time to go back to the south and to pick up a city. No, because I have to study this or because I have to. Um, I want to learn Spanish. Let's go to Barcelona. I want to go to the South. Let's go to the South. Because the better choice would have been being in the Netherlands. Just because I knew the teacher. So if, to me, it would have been easier to find a, a 
teacher, supervisor, and to write a master proposal. But still, I wanted to challenge myself, and I felt like you need South. <laughs> also, the UPC. Basically, when I applied for my Erasmus, uh, I could choose the four cities like a rank. So my first one was uh, in the Netherlands, was Utrecht, when I actually end up. The second one was Barcelona. So I really knew, um, I read a lot about university, the fact that uh, the UPC was really um, polytechnic and was really technical, and uh, that I had the opportunity of joining classes from different departments. The, the master was in English. So I thought this is a really international environment really technical and it's an amazing city and uh, I lived in Brighton and that was the first time I was living in a city with um, the sea and I thought it's amazing because it's like uh, waking up in the morning and I feel like uh, I don't know what to do today let's go to the beach that's mm -hmm. it's winter summer I don't mind and um, so yes I I arrived here and um, so this was part of your master's degree though right yeah it was so it's part of the master's degree but it's the master's thesis that you could do abroad in yeah. another university yeah okay cool and yeah. so you're at Barcelona continue <laughs> <laughs> so I arrived to Barcelona and um, and I felt you know I'm really confident about first impressions like at first when I meet someone to me it's really important the first five minutes if you have this feeling this connection and it was exactly like this with Barcelona. And I really also like the, the fact that it was a uh, European city, really Mediterranean. Like, uh, I've never experienced something like this, you know? I have a summary of the things that are like, like uh, um, I was in the Netherlands, and in the Netherlands, just the day to me was really short, in the sense that it's half past six, for example, everyone has dinner. So I was like uh, being in Barcelona and going out at half past six and seeing lots of people in the street, just I felt super alive. Like this is the place where I want to be. And uh, and then professionally speaking, I had a great experience at the UPC because it was a really international, a really technical, really uh, teachers were following me. They actually, so I was supposed to stay six months, but I decided to stay one year because I just kept uh, doing research and then I published a paper with my thesis. So it was a great job. And also, again, uh, I did my thesis in game theory. That it was something that I haven't studied before. Um, and I really liked uh, about the, the thing about linking, again, mathematics to human things. Uh, so basically, my thesis was well, a bit technical, but it was about um, um, uh, modeling uh, a voting scenario that was the European Parliament, and see the um, the power of the single members and how you. I mean, it's a kind of game. So if just for example, Italy uh, wants France to uh, vote against Spain, how it can be. And I really like the part of, uh, you know, mm, mathematics, it's a true science. You have to prove everything and everything is black or white. And with human behaviors, nothing is black or white, you know. So I really like this part of mathematics uh, who, that try to model 
the human thinking. And uh, human thinking is not rational at all. So it's like uh, applying something really rational that where everything is uh, really, it's like an algorithm. If this is true, then I go to the second line. If not, not. But uh, modeling a human brain that is really, really, really emotional. So I really liked it. And um, and then, yes, I published a paper and uh, I went back to, to Italy, I graduate. And then I was at a point I... I really had to find a job. I didn't really feel ready because one, yeah, the other thing is that after my bachelor, I forgot to tell you before. Um, I thought maybe okay if I don't want to study, but if I don't want to stay here, if I want to go back to South or Italy, whatever, I could just find a job. But I didn't feel ready. I was like, I have to keep studying. I have to learn more. Now I know that in a way, I mean, studying is really important. Uh, but you never feel really super ready, I mean. So I was just, okay, I could do another master and another and another and another and another again, but I have to challenge myself, so let's try to find a job. And so I came back to, so I went to Italy, then I came back to Barcelona, and I started working as a waitress again just to pay my rent, and uh, I didn't want to have a pressure, like I have to find a job, whatever job. So I was I was super fine working for months like a waitress paying my rent and meanwhile trying to find something that I really liked and it was um, really clear that I wanted to uh, work in a startup um, for many reasons uh, the first of all is that I felt like if I want to work in a young environment so the probabilities of having a young environment in a startup are really high then I thought international, because I was an expert. So at that point, my Spanish, I mean, I could speak Spanish, but not so good. So I thought, OK, maybe an international its environment is better for me. And definitely I wanted to be to work in a company or uh, I mean, where that was really dynamic and not structurized. Like, I don't want to go to the office and know that these are my tasks. So these are my objectives, these are my goals. I want to be, I want to make my, not just professional, uh, I want to help not just professionally speaking, but also um, as a human being, you know? So, um, so I was looking for a startup and and I have to say that Barcelona is great. <laughs> so I applied for uh, for different positions and how this is how I ended up uh, finding Diego. Mm-hmm. That it was Hugo at the time, <laughs> <laughs> and I remember that you know it was my first job, so my first CV is my first. Quickly, what is Hugo slash uh, yeah. now called Diego? Yes, so Diego, old Hugo, it's a it's a motor sharing company. It's just providing a, a motor sharing service in Barcelona. There is no uh, the classic. Uh, service like you rent by day or per month or you r- pay as much as you rise so there are scooters parked everywhere in the city and uh, you can just open your up find a scooter closest to you every scooter has a name so this is still a human behavior like a human <laughs> contact the human and side of the business yeah, kind yeah. of yeah because actually the first uh, month uh, the very first scooters in Diego were uh, the scooters with the name of the founders. And then 
the scooters with the name of the people that were working, our friends and friends. And now we have so many scooters that we're just uh, asking our users, uh, what's the name you want to to give to, to a scooter? To, to give us a scooter. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. And also, uh, there, something that I really like about Diego is that... Well, so it's an app, pretty much. Yeah, it's an app. And uh, is it also a web platform? Um, yes, but I mean, it's mainly a mm-hmm. mainly an app. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah mainly an app. And um, and then, well, uh, you can find your scooter, drive as much as you want. You can post extension. And something that I really like about Diego, again, is that we are trying to make a kind of community. So it's not about, uh, it's not just about um, driving from A to B. It's about getting to know the users, invite them uh, at our office, um, and this is also for employees and users. So there's really this human uh, importance. You have some. Um, you have some Power Rangers. Yeah, we have Power Ranger. We also <laughs> used to have Space Ranger. <laughs> so Power Rangers are the guys uh, that swap batteries. So every time a scooter is below a certain level, we just uh, put it out of the service because uh, it's not safe. And, and so we have our Power Ranger that drive 24 hours, 24, so at all time. And they're driving around cities, swapping batteries, and also just checking scooters. And then we have a Space Ranger. A Space Ranger is moving scooters, or uh, um, sometimes users um, leave scooters outside the operative area. So we have to pick the scooter and or a scooter that with an accident or whatever. You have to move scooters, so this is what a space ranger does. And um, and I'm the data scientist. Yes. <laughs> All right, so tell us now your journey. How did you end up becoming the data scientist for Yego? Um, so, so during the, the period, uh, I did uh, a few exams in uh, data. So just exploring data, this was in mathematics, uh, statistical, because there's lots of statistics in uh, exploration of data. Uh, I was using R, so I was really interested. And then I got to know Kaggle. There is um, a website where you have open source data and competition. So you have a data set, and then mm, there is a specific goal, like uh, uh, design these predictive algorithms to mm, predict the number. For example, the Titanic competition is the first one, is the most famous competition. So you have a data set of people, of all the people that were in Titanic, and you have to predict if uh, they would survive or not. Mm, interesting. <laughs> interesting. So I just get to know Kaggle, and I was really learning by myself. Uh, just doing tutorial and so I started programming in Python uh, just by myself it, it was it's a lot I think that data scientist is also a kind of new job so um, so people are really learning a lot by themselves just or um, what's the name of the of the um, Udemy no uh, no so well, you can um, actually follow classes online online uh, co- uh, no, Wait, Coursera. Is Coursera. Yeah. Okay. There we go. So also there's a few courses on Coursera, and uh, and I was really using my when I came back to Barcelona, 
uh, I really invest part of my daily life because I was working during night. So I was actually studying at a library during the day, doing Kaggle competitions and just training myself alone. So a little bit of my statistical uh, knowledges, more my passion for data and for coding, I just end up and this is it was a really also a job that was really interesting. I remember when I, I was looking for data scientist data analyst position, I read something like uh, data scientist is uh, is like a sex with teenagers. Everyone's talk about it. Everyone pretends to know about it, but at the end of the day no one's really understand what, what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, let's let's see. Let's try to to understand how because I was doing like competitions, so I really understood, okay, this is about data scientists. But what about I mean applying this to a real company with a real problem? And uh, so at that point, Diego was looking for um, uh, an intern. And I remember that I wrote the cover letter and I thought, wow, this is, uh, I'm really motivated. This is like, uh, I knew that uh, this is my, they're gonna call me. Actually, they called me after five minutes. I was so happy. I remember that I was really sincere. Like, uh, uh, you know, I mean, I've just graduated, so I have lots of experience in terms of uh, companies and everything. But uh, I really like to learn, and I'm looking for an environment where there's no, I can grow professionally and uh, as a human. And they called me back. So now we, we took... Uh, lots of coffee at one point. I mean, we were just drinking coffee, and at one point I forgot it was a uh, an interview. So they were talking uh, me a, lo- a lot about the uh, the company, how they just started without any scooters. I really <laughs> so basically they they created the app before having the scooters just to know if people were interested. No, that's what I call bold. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and then they uh, they got a coffee with the first. Uh, 20 users so it was really trying to create a product the product that the people want to use not it's not like let's create a product and then let's see if people want it it's it's all reverse and so so i started working diego and uh and it was great i mean i really learned a lot about uh technically speaking but also the way a startup works and I, I guess every startup then is different from the other, but but it was a it is a great experience. So now I've been one of the first employees. So now I can really see the difference. Like uh, I've been working there for one year and a half, and now there are way more. We changed office because the the first office was too small for us, and uh, we have way more employees. So people, there's this things of building a team and trying to go all together through a goal. Also, we open other cities and I'm the data scientist for all the cities. So we are in Valencia and Bordeaux. So it's really, really interesting. Also kind of give a structure to to your job in that company. Yeah. Um. All right, so I want to ask you a bit about some of the projects that you're doing at the company. Um, so obviously we met at a particular event that you guys had. Um, and I don't know many details about the event. I mean, I know some of the basics, but it was really interesting. Can you tell me a bit about that event and what that was all about? The event? 
The one where you were giving some awards ah, yeah. to <laughs> some of your yeah to some of your uh, writers. Yeah, this is uh, perfectly like in line with a uh, Diego uh, philosophy. So we just decided to do the Diego Awards 2018 and to give awards to the best users of the year, but also try to make it fun. For example, we give an award to the uh, user that has been more nice in, in the chat because we have a chat and of course the chat used to, to complain. So <laughs> the customer support is, uh, of course, trying to solve uh, problems and all the time. And there are some users that are really nice with us. So we decided to award this person. Or uh, Do you remember anything in particular that this person that won, like, said that was so nice to you guys? We decided that, that the customer support, I mean, the, had to pick up this person. Mm -hmm. So they had conversation. I remember that, uh, for example, one of the users couldn't stop the scooter. So, and I think he was a guy, I mean, it was a boy and the uh, The scooter has a female name, so I was like, this is a toxic relationship. She doesn't let me, <laughs> I want to broke up. So there was, oh I was reading God, the conversation. Great. Yes, I was like, the girl that works at the customer supporting, I, yeah, I don't understand, toxic relationship are, are the worst. And finally, they managed to stop the scooter, so to finish the ride. And <laughs> I thought, what an amazing user. I mean, of course, he's pissed because you have to go to the office and you just, you cannot let the scooter on in the street. Uh, but you cannot because the ride doesn't you, you finish. finish. You'd be yeah. paying on an like, But instead of being uh, really angry or uh, you're just trying to make it nice and so, funny, yeah. And uh, or um, also user that really uh, communicate a lot to us. So for example, oh, this scooter has the stickers. This is maybe you should change it or uh, the mirror. So this is really helpful for us because we cannot check daily all scooters so the more they communicate to us the more we can mm, provide a better service yeah exactly yeah so it's more about it's all about i mean making a, a community so we're helping you and you're helping us and uh so it was about Diego words and uh and yeah the things about for example the community the things that uh, we are trying to uh help ourselves is all about the, the relocation project so basically we have some scooters that needs to be relocated for example because they are stuck for a long time in a really far from the city center and we would like to this scooter to be in in area of the city where user wants to find a scooter so as you can imagine the city center is the the area of the city where users want scooters a lot And uh, near the border of the operative area, scooters get stuck way more time. So the operative area is the name um, for like where you, you like can inside park. the operative area, you can find scooters. Outside, you don't. Yeah, you can find a scooter. You can park a scooter. Yeah. You actually you can go outside this area, but you cannot stop your ride. You can just put in pause. Okay. And uh, but if you want to park and leave the scooter, then you have to definitely, I mean, park it inside a so-called operative area. And uh, so we decided, okay, why don't we let users to do our relocation and giving them the, the ride for free? 
I mean, this is like a one-to-one. We want the scooter to be moved. They want to ride for free. So it's a win-win. Yeah. <laughs> so there was mm, lots of uh, work for me because I had to identify the area um, where the hot area, let's say, where we really need scooters. Also to identify to how do we pack, pick up the, the scooter that needs to be moved. So it's a combination about the probability of this scooter have been used within, I mean, 30 minutes. So it's all about uh, also weather condition or the distribution of the scooters. It's a lot of features. So it was, it was really challenging for me. But then the good thing about being a, a data scientist or by, about being a mathematician that ends up doing a really kind of a programming tech work is that you see the result. So I spent months working on this algorithm and I fail and then, <laughs> I mean, it's it's like all jobs, you fail and then you start again. And the nice things is that then the day that we launched a relocation, uh, it was working and user went crazy about this. We actually, I think a user did a kind of tutorial on YouTube how to use a Yego relocation and then also other companies decided to, to launch something like this. So, and it was really important to us to communicate the things that it's not about going to A to B, we're just providing you the service that you have to pay and that's it. It's like, if you can help us and we can help you giving you what you want, okay, it's just, let's, let's make this city a bit more green also. This is something I also like about Diego. And it's really important, I think, at least for me, uh, I do a kind of technical work. So I might be, I mean, I'm programming and writing algorithm eight hours. But to me, it's important to to know the result and to, to know that my job is going gonna, is gonna to be used and it's going to make the city a little bit green. I'm really kind of ecological and... Uh, so I, I was really motivated, and this is one of the things I like more about my, my job. Yeah. I'm imagining that the Julia studying her bachelor's degree in mathematics, solving so many problems, finding solutions, would have never imagined this really interesting problem yeah. that you found a solution for now. Yeah, the thing is, this is the reason why I just uh, I realized I really like to challenge myself because every time you start a project you feel like um, I'm not good enough and then you see the product the result and you feel like oh I've done it I mean it's, and it wasn't so difficult because you also work with a team and you can rely on your team and uh, that that's great yeah I want you to tell us a bit about some more of these awards these Yego awards mm -hmm. the event that we mm -hmm. met at um, they were hilarious. I really want to hear <laughs> about some more of them. I think you had some interesting names as well. Yeah. Did you come up with this stuff? Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, please tell us more because I thought I think people are gonna like it. <laughs> it was really uh, spontaneous. So at the beginning, we thought, okay, let's make something like five words. Also, we're gonna we're gonna make a presentation, so it doesn't have to be really, really, really long. Uh, and then we thought. Okay, let's make it fun. So, for example, the, there was this um, uh, that person who drove more to the beach. It was a Baywatch. So we gave him uh, uh, sunglasses and also 
um, a bikini, a red bikini. Um, so it was super fun because we thought, okay, we might give minutes. Uh, that's kind of boring. Yeah, that's kind of boring. I mean, we can <laughs> give minutes. You guys don't seem like a boring company. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is we just applied what is the company, at our office to the rest of the to our users. Yeah, you pretty much extrapolated yeah. the company culture to like everyone and yeah. So, um, so we had another category that was a uh, culo inquieto. This actually means the restless butt, and it was the person who wrote more during 2018. And we gave him uh, a massage to just relax himself. So, <laughs> and uh, so he could finally sit down. Yeah, <laughs> stop moving around. Yes, <laughs> and also um, then we had the loyalty categories because we have. Uh, user, they're really loyal. They're driving since 2016 from February. That is when we start. In the beginning, uh, the the guys, the founders, had the WhatsApp WhatsApp number of the of the users, and there, these users still WhatsApping them. Like, and they say, okay, now there's app, there's a chat. Just chat, just use the formal channels, and they know they're still WhatsApping them, and. So yeah, it was hilarious, and uh, it was also really fun. It was their first Diego Awards 2018, so we we didn't know if people would have liked it or the result. The people were really having lots of fun, and uh, and also our team. It was at the same time a kind of team building for us. For example, the finance manager is uh, was the DJ, and till that day we didn't expect him to play music so it was like oh, wow Joao you're uh, you're a DJ on, on Friday and Saturday and you're the our finance manager on the rest of the week so so yeah it was really hilarious and I'm happy that people users really appreciate it mm -hmm. right so you're definitely enjoying your time being a data scientist yeah at Yego there's something else I wanted to ask about because you wrote something really interesting in your LinkedIn profile mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you said I graduated in applied mathematics with the belief that mathematics is a link between unintelligible and feasible rather than a mere abstract science. Yes. I really liked that wording. Can you tell me more about that? Yes, definitely. This is also when people were asking me, why do you want to do you want to be a data scientist? Why why do you study mathematics? This is the reason. Um it's like mathematics is the way to explain you to model the real life. Uh, people think that mathematics is something really hard or also data analysis is really, no, 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 I would never do that. But we do data analysis in our daily life. My grandma, have you ever seen a, I mean, a Italian supermarket? You have uh, lots of pasta, different shapes and different brands. Uh, but my grandma this actually needs two seconds to decide which kind of pasta she wants to use, she wants to buy. And this is that analysis. You're actually using your experiences, uh, your uh, what your friends suggest to you to analyze all the, <laughs> the kind of different kind of pasta in the supermarket and pick up one. So this is something that people don't realize. And this is the link. And so when people say, it's like, I remember uh, in Italy we say that mathematics is everywhere. Everyone says this. It's like, uh, yeah, swimming is a really complete sport. It's like, <laughs> yes, it's true, but where? 
and this is where it is. I mean, to me, this is the reason why I decided to be a data analyst because this is where mathematics is everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, um, pretty much the people saying mathematics is everywhere are just not really good at communicating <laughs> where it is. <laughs> yeah. So if I, only they could communicate it a bit better. <laughs> also, uh, this is when I when I. I said to people, ah, okay, so you're studying mathematics, so you're gonna be a you're gonna be a teacher. I was like, no. Uh, so what do you wanna do? And I was answering, well, actually, math is everywhere. And then I realized, okay, it's everywhere, but where? So it was also by myself part of uh, trying to. I knew it was everywhere because I can see mathematics everywhere, but okay, just to formulate a real what is the job where you could actually link this jungle and and then try to find your result and also this is something I really like about data analysts you have lots of data and most of the time you just have to simplify the less is better so you have lots of features lots of things for example in in Diego um, let's predict the number of rides you have so many factors that can really be can you take into account like the weather condition, but also so the sky is clear, yeah, but then it's raining, or the number of daily activation, the number of scooters, but then have to, you you have to pick up a few things. So this is just mathematics, just simplifying the mess, the world that mm-hmm. is really messy, and just to simplify mm-hmm. and try to make something that is reasonable and that can work. Yeah, yeah. All right, let me think of some final questions I want to <laughs> ask you. Um, ultimately, what do you think is kind of what led you to end up finding a job that you find so fulfilling in an intellectual sense and that you could really put so much of yourself into? So what do you think was the thing in your journey that ended up with you really finding how to apply your math skills and your interest in mathematics to real world problems after all? To me, it was really important to to find a job where I could see the result, where I could see an app or a scooter or whatever moving from A to B. I remember I had a friend who was working in consultancy and one day he told me, he was talking about this project. He told me, you know, I had an amazing idea to do something more. So uh, the company asked him to do this data analysis. And then he thought, maybe I can also do a kind of dashboard, a web page to show this result. And his boss told him, this is not what we are paid for. So to me, it was like, no, okay. I want to work in a, in a company. I want to do a kind of job where uh, I can just... Where you can be a self-starter. Yeah. You can do your own project. I can projects. take my initiative. I can improve. So it was really important to me. And this is also the reason why I decided to, to work in a startup. I don't know, maybe uh, I, I, I really like programming and doing technical stuff. But uh, as I told you, uh, I, I like also um, talking to people or uh, organizing, managing. So I thought, okay, maybe uh, I'm a really trustworthy person. And I also like this part of my job. Like uh, as a data analyst, as a data scientist, that data are everywhere in a company. So um, I thought if I work in a in a company where there is a marketing team, there is a finance uh, team, where there is a um, operation team, I can just see all the part of the of this process. So I can just take a step 
back and see the global vision of the company. And this is something that I really like. And also from all the teams, you are learning something different. So I really like working, for example, with a marketing team because I see the user behavior that is not rational at all. And then I work too. <laughs> <laughs> As someone that studied a degree in economics, where we always assume in all, all our models that um, you know people are rational, and everyone knows people are not rational. I love the fact that you just said that. <laughs> no, 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 it's definitely true. This is, um, for example, um, people, for example, a study was about the distance people were are willing to walk. And, you know, the results were really, really, really weird. Please like, tell yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> so, for example, it was toward the beach or uh, in a... In a in a nice area, people were willing to, to walk more, so to, to book a scooter, even if it wasn't the closest scooter, just because the path was really nice. So the thing is that if you're using on the, if you want to think just on a mathematical point of view, you say, okay, this is uh, users always uh, book the scooter that is closest to them. And this is a matter of fact. No, this is not true. Because maybe, you know, uh, you, you are in a, in a part of the city where uh, on the right you have a really ugly, terrible neighbor, and uh, the other side you have a, I don't know, a green area, and you go on the left side. I mean, you you don't mind about going to the closest scooter. Uh, so this is really, really, really interesting, and it's also interesting for me to work with a product team because then I mean I see the product, I see the result. Also, um, with a finance team. Because it's like, uh, you know, I like with marketing, so it's like the dream team. Yes, let's make this, let's this community. And then the finance team is like uh, bringing you to reality. So <laughs> <laughs> this is how it works, like <laughs> expectation versus reality. So, and I'm also as a person, I'm trying to just learn something for all the teams, all the people I'm working with. And this is great. Uh, and the fact of being a data scientist, of working with data, allows me to be everywhere in a company. So, um, so yeah. One more question I had was, um, what is it you find most interesting about tech? Um, tech, to me, was the um, possibility, the opportunity to model real world. This is what I like. So um, to make order in disorder. So it was definitely like this. I remember uh, um, uh, when I was sharing a flat in Rome, uh, we were eight. So it was, and we decided to have a dinner together. Question, eight women? Was there a, a male eight to Eight women. Eight women. I mean, we we were. Incredible. I think I think that says enough. I don't think you need to say anything else. <laughs> we we actually we we weren't looking for women, but I guess when we were already uh, six at that time, because there was me, my sister, and our friends, and then where boys were arriving to see the room, it was like okay, so uh, how many people are living here? Six. Six girls, six girls. Okay, okay, so I'll call you back. <laughs> anyway, so you were going to so, say something. <laughs> yeah, so we decided to have this um, party. So with dinner and we were inviting friends and it was so difficult to decide uh, how many people we can invite, at what time we're going to make the party. And it was really, really, really difficult. It was... Uh, at that time, I think I wasn't even using WhatsApp. So <laughs> it was like calling or... Um, 
just writing post-it. And I remember that I did a, a little algorithm that was really, really easy, like uh, uh, just select uh, uh, time slot when you'll be available. And then the algorithm was the same with food and same with the number of friends we can invite because, of course, I mean, it was a huge flat, so it was just, okay, if eight person wants to invite uh, 10 friends, we're going to be 80. And, <laughs> no. and so at the end of the, of the, al the algorithm was just uh, uh, computing uh, the, the food. I mean, like, the, okay, this is the time slot when more people are available. This is the number of friends we can invite. That make is it really, uh, I mean, my life really easy. And I thought, okay, I can uh, use this approach about modeling uh, on a really high level. So this is the my... I, I have to ask you, so this algorithm, I mean, was it written in a particular language? I obviously don't know that much about data science. It was C. I mean, the first language I learned... It was it literally was, uh, written in C. C, yes. And that was, and you wrote an algorithm yeah, it to was figure a, out your dinner party. Yeah, it was like enter... Genius. Love yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> it was enter the number More of... people should write algorithms to figure out their dinner parties. Enter the number of uh, friends uh, you think uh, we might invite to fit in the apartment. Seven <laughs> and enter uh, the kind of food uh, among those choices. Uh, it's just really easy. I was I remember the things that I was I was programming a lot for the first time. I wasn't studying uh, because I had to study because I had to pass exam. I was studying because it was fun, and also the uh, things that really passionate a lot of me about uh, programming is that I know you know that. If an algorithm or a code is not working, there's something wrong, and you're gonna find the line. You're gonna find the line, and you're gonna solve it. Maybe you're gonna it's gonna take uh, three days or three months, but there is a solution. And and again, you can have a solution if you know the problem. <laughs> so so yes, it's all about math and programming and uh, real world. <laughs> Amazing, Julia. Thank you so much. Before we wrap up. Anything, any final thing you want to say kind of to the audience, to anyone listening? Um, any final messages? Don't be scared about math, I would say. This is uh, my final. And also don't think that math is about numbers, more about the way we think. And the, may, the, the way we um, also just deal with problems. So really don't be scared about it <laughs> awesome julia thank you so much for sharing with us your story your really really funny <laughs> anecdotes it's been a pleasure thank um, you yeah thank you so much okay <laughs> thank you so i hope you enjoyed listening to julia's journey and all her funny stories just as much as i did if you want to get in touch with julia you can do so either on linkedin or by email at julia.fragnito at gmail.com, where Julia is spelled G-I-U-L-I-A, and Fragnito is spelled F-R-A-G-N-I-T-O. If you want to find out more about Yego, you can Google Yego, which is spelled Y-E-G-O, or you can find the app on the App Store or the Google Play Store. And finally, if you have any questions, thoughts, feedback, anything really for me, then you can get in touch with me at contact.nameless.podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoyed.